This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Check out and support us on Patreon for tons of content, including a bonus episode for each episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share all sorts of nerdy stuff. You can also find us on Instagram, at Nerd Podcast Radio, and on Twitter, at Nerdcast Radio. Don't forget to review us on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. Reviews are important as they help our podcast grow. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, Super Vegan Brian here, and I'm joined by Stole something, I don't know, Mink Stole, Stole, Stolas yes, is here. Day. The other day, I went to Taco Bell, and I ordered food, and I told them my name is Stolas, and the people were literally like, food for a stole ass. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> it was so, I laughed. I didn't care. I thought it was funny. I'm not gonna lie. In, you know, 2016, Brian probably would have come up with that joke, but my sense of humor is not as good as it used to be. Now I'm just like, stole something. Stole. Stole something. Stole. What do you steal? There's a mink and it has a stole and it stole a thing. Is it mink stole from isn't mink stole from that uh that like uh that drag queen movie? A mink stole is a is a mink scarf made from a yeah. whole mink. It's yeah. a real it's thing. It's literally a piece of clothing from a the carcass of a mink. Yeah. Yeah, and mink stole. M I N K S T O L E. It's I'm gonna start over. I'm gonna start over. I'm gonna say Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. Super Vegan Brian here and Stolis, master of the longest introduction in the history of Nerd Podcast Radio. Also, David the Above the Third. Hi, everybody. And for our guest host today is a man who needs no introduction. Except for people that don't know him. Okay, I if am. you insist. <laughs> Hi, I'm Michael. AKA Tribal Lion on Discord. Um on a on a whim. Um so um I'm sorry, that was really funny. <laughs> um we're doing a um we're doing a break episode today because we did our five parter on nerd culture and wanted to do something a little fun. And I I don't know, I had a random thought and just went on Discord and said, any mods? On our patron Discord can join if they want. And Michael is one of our mods. Um, so yeah. And if you want to participate on our patron Discord, you can go to nerdpodcastradio slash dot com Patreon. I don't <laughs> patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. <laughs> oh, Brian. <laughs> you were doing so well. Get it in. Uh, um, I, I stared into the mirror too long and swapped places with Byron. <laughs> Again, oh, damn it! Again, um, we um, we have a um, we actually um, Michael and I were talking before. Michael might pop off because um, he has been getting hit by isekai trucks all day, and it might happen sometime during the show. And <laughs> he'll be trapped in an isekai for a oh, while, man, and then hopefully he can come back. I hate it when that happens. I especially hate it when I, I especially hate it when I come back. 
and my like my like cousins in love with me afterwards. It's always so weird when that happens. I I still really was watching. Is. I was watching YouTube on which videos earlier there. today. I I I'm not going to include this as a nerdy thing because it was like just today. But I was watching YouTube videos going through creepy pastas and came across a random isekai story. And it was a guy who was driving down the street and a vending machine came flying out of a truck and hit his car and he woke up as a vending machine. This is Ooh, what isekais I do. I love anime so much. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's sort of like the Frog I'm, Prince, but anime is every isekai is sort of like the Frog Prince, right? I'm trying to think if I've watched any isekai anime. <laughs> um, it's basically somebody gets sucked into some kind of fantasy <laughs> world, and it's usually like a role-playing game or a video game or something. Else. Well, I guess that's uh, the Inuyasha is isekai, isn't it? Because um, how yeah, uh, Inuyasha yeah. would count that. Inuyasha yeah, counts as an isekai. Yeah, I've seen Inuyasha. I wouldn't say I've seen all of Inuyasha, but yeah. Kagome, yeah, she's the one that was sucked into the world with uh, with uh, Inuyasha. Kagome! Inuyasha! Kagome! Inuyasha! <laughs> Kagome! Sorry, random Inuyasha. joke. Every time it's mentioned, I have to go Kagome. <laughs> I, I do it too, so... um so um i was going to you know um where you know i think you might be right david my brain is melting um we have a very special topic today but first but first we're going to play everyone's favorite game what's nerdy with you where we take some time to talk about the nerdy things we've done over the past couple weeks and then we vote using mike myler's patented widget system and as our guest who decided that they were going to be on the show not that long ago (laughs) you go first (laughs) So what's been nerdy uh, with you? Mike? I was afraid of that. Um, so I um wait, hold on. You were afraid of that? You knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. <laughs> Come I on. Know. Yeah, I know. I've just I, I've been sitting here thinking all, all all afternoon. Right. What has been nerdy with me? And honestly, I have been working so much over the past week that there's not been that much nerdy. But a couple weeks ago, I went to Gen Con. That's nerdy. Nice. That is nerd mecca right there yeah that is a uh, absolutely one of the most wonderful times and i got to meet up with a bunch of people on the uh, discord servers that i play on um and i honestly i didn't play that many games i played a couple of pathfinder society games including the gen con special mm-hmm. I was able to get on that for those of you that have played uh pathfinder society you know every year I they miss pathfinder society stuff. you should get strategic con next oh, uh amazing. next weekend there you go yeah um, go to go to la X LAX Hilton and play yep. strategic with on it. all the money I have. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? If you've got an, uh, a friendly local gaming store near you, check and find out when they have a uh, Pathfinder Society. And I bet you they have them. Most most of them do, as long as they're you know in decent metropolitan areas. And uh, they they have organizers that uh, come out and organize games on a regular basis, usually once a month or so. So and all you, even if you don't have a character, you can just drop in and play a pre-made. But it's really easy to make a character for second edition. So that's my plug. I still just have <laughs> never really gotten into second edition. I've been playing it since beta. So mm, and I'm I, sorry. I just I really love it. Um, I played first edition. Since since beta mm. and um i felt like it, it got really bloated and overcomplicated. um just my personal opinion so i was ready for a start fresh start when second edition came out and uh 
I, I've been really enjoying it ever since. I don't like everything about it. Um, in fact, I, I cornered one of the uh, Paizo developers and, and gave him a earful of a few things that uh, that uh, I'd like to see changed. And he said, well, we just sent the uh, remaster off to the press. So I wish you had told me this like three weeks ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was your nerdiest? What was your nerdiest moment at Gen Con? Um, my nerdiest moment, probably that I got to meet uh, or I got to get both of the newest Dragonlance books signed by the authors, Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman, as well as the, uh, the guy that writes all of the poems and lyrics in there, Michael Williams. Um, I got to get both books. I had to go back both days because uh, one of the books was sold out on Saturday, so I had to go back on Sunday and get it. Uh, I'm sorry. It was sold out on Friday, so I had to go back on Saturday and get it. But uh, yeah, got to got the meet. And they are, Dragonlance was kind of, sort of, kind of what kindled my love for D&D and um, like a major part of my teenage years. So That's every time really I cool. see Margaret Weiss, I absolutely, you know, I just thank her profusely. And this time I got to do the same with Tracy. So I was excited. When- when I met them, it was at Gen Con, mm-hmm. and um, I think it was the highlight of my weekend, too. Um, but it was weird because um, they were, uh, Margaret Weiss was at, um, she was doing um, Cortex at the time. Mm-hmm. And so she was over there, and Tracy was over there by the by what hit the project he was doing he was right next to brandon sanderson which was kind of cool oh wow he just announced something at gen con and i completely forgot what it was but it involved um what's the big dude from uh from from that's really into the deep joe manzanello oh yeah yeah he was there at the announcement and i'm trying to remember what the what the big announcement he had was tracy tracy hickman being he had some big announcement project but i'm i was hoping they were going to try and redo a uh, television or movie of dragonlance that didn't wasn't terrible like the one they did about you know 12 years ago 13 14 years ago oh, that's I right know. i forgot they did one didn't they oh so bad yeah yeah completely, they, completely forgot it happened the like they spent all with, of their um, money on the uh, on the voice actors because Keeper they had sutherland keep lucy lawless yeah. um they had a lot of big name actors but they spent all of their budget on that and then yes the animation combined with cgi and it was just so bad so bad nice. <laughs> when when somebody asked margaret weiss what she thought about it she goes well the uh, soundtrack was nice <laughs> <laughs> i like the music <laughs> that's really cool we it's hard to beat chen con but um oh, yes. i think Sadly, so, i don't think i'll ever go yeah i i i have to say i'll probably never go again it was way too many people it's huge yeah it's absolutely enormous um and I, just packed wall to wall I don't think I would have gone if I knew. I'm glad I did it. I had a lot of fun, but I have to say there were days that were ruined by the jam pack amounts of people. I can understand that. Yeah, that is I, that is my nightmare. No, thank you. Well, and that the, the the problem with that is, you know, I go to conventions and I want to try playing games. Pathfinder Society be or Pathfinder itself being my my primary game, mm-hmm. uh, the one that I play the most. I want to try other games. Um, yeah. You know, I like to try. I, I I like the Monty Cook games with their cipher system. I like uh, Fate games. That's got. I'd love to play a Dresden Files game, something like that. Um, all the games are always sold out. The new Avatar Legends, based on the Airbender stuff. All the games are always sold out, and it's hard to drop into a lot of games. Ooh, but, I just had an idea. Um, I, they, they actually made a Dresden Files book based in the Cortex rule system. Really? Did they? I remember. I, I think Dresden they did. I believe they did. Yeah. Um, fake Core. Was it Fake yeah, Core? They, okay. Fake, I, I don't, yeah. Okay. It was yeah, Fake Core. Okay. Uh, no, it, was super, it was Supernatural they did in the Cortex rule system. Yes. Yeah. Supernatural, Buffy. 
yeah, uh, Firefly, that's right. That's right. Leverage. Well, Firefly leverage, was why yeah. they called it the Cortex system because the Cortex was the name of the central computer computing system in Firefly Universe. You know, I never put those two together. Huh? Yeah, that's, there you that's go. That's why they called sense. it the Cortex system. The more you, the more you know. The more you know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, and you're right. It is just it's they're sold out so fast. Housing is so ridiculously expensive. Uh, this year, me and and a buddy of mine went. And we were like, I'm not worried about playing the games. Maybe play a few demos. I demoed a few little things here, here and there. But you really, it was just to meet people we haven't meet, met face to face, see people I haven't seen in a long time, mm-hmm. um, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and and you know, I bought a few things. Um, I bought uh, well, of course, the two Dragonlance books that I got signed. Um, I bought the um, Pathfinder um, Harrow deck, which is kind of their Pathfinder's World version of the Tarot deck, um, and it's absolutely gorgeous. Is made with the same t- same type of cards as the uh, foil Magic the Gathering cards. So imagine That's a deck cool. of those as as like a tarot. Yeah, they're gorgeous. Cool, Look them actually. up. Yeah, check them out. They're beautiful. And then uh, what else did I go? I got uh, from Beetle and Grimm. Um, I got the Player's Journal. Uh, if you're not familiar with Beetle and Grimm, Matthew Lillard, the actor Matthew Lillard, um, he and a bunch of his buddies started a gaming, and they do like uh, a gaming company that creates like stuff like um, they have a premium Ravenloft box yeah. um, for Peri- in, peripherals and third party content and yeah. stuff for, and, to enhance your gameplay. But they do, uh, they do Pathfinder books where they reprint the rules, but add in like journal areas where you can write in it. Yeah. It's like, well, awesome. ultimate player's handbook. Yeah. They have the, uh, they haven't done that in a while. They did, the character chronicle. Now I've got the Wizards character chronicle, and you can see that on my TikTok. I kind of did a very quick. I did nice. this back when TikToks were small. But the the player chronicle, it's like an, a, the size of a, you'd expect a spell book to be, and it's supposed to have all the rules you'd need to play a wizard. That's for a that lot of class. rules, and it is absolutely gorgeous. It was like fifty bucks. Yeah. But, um, but just so beautiful. Um, but now they're going to remaster Pathfinder and those rules are going to go out the door, but whatever. Um, they have an Absalom box. Absalom, if you're familiar with Pathfinder, is the biggest city in Galarian, which is the world the Pathfinder set in primarily. Um, and this box is absolutely enormous. It has sheets for all the NPCs. It has uh, all the holy shit. <laughs> like every NPC in the city. Oh my no, god! Like, like all the major NPCs. Still, like, that's a like, lot. That's a lot. That's Fifty like, or sixty of we're them. We're talking easily. a giant deck of of yeah. NPC cards. Um, they've got like kind of a cloth fiber map. For, okay, nice. Like bunches of cloth fiber maps. Like a for big the layout full of, of them. Gigantic fucking city. Um, the the package itself, if you were to buy it normally online, was like three hundred twenty five dollars. Oh my god. Um. They had it on on sale at uh, Gen Con for 209 and my buddy, who, let's just say, they're doing very well. He and his family are doing very well. He, pull, he pulled a fry and went, shut up and take my money? He, he literally, yes. He, he's, he just <laughs> turned to, he, I think he said exactly that. You can stop talking right now. <laughs> I'm already going to get this. <laughs> oh, stop drilling. You sold I've, me. I've learned. Let's go. I've learned that if you're going to go to a big, uh, big Gen Con or big convention or someplace where um, there's a lot of buying options, a huge vendor hall and stuff, if you don't have a lot of money, take a rich friend <laughs> and live vicariously through them. Because I think I had as much fun watching him shop as I would. And I, I'm like, I don't really need anything else. I got those three things, four things technically. I and I was pretty friends. happy. Yeah. I need to but, get rich friends. David's the closest yeah. thing I have to a rich friend. <laughs> <laughs> 
hey, buddy. <laughs> if I ever make it to a con out in L.A., which is possible, yeah. then uh, I'm, I'm hitting you up. <laughs> I'm down. So that was my nerdy thing. You're on mute, Brian. Oh, right. We're still doing nerdy things. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, Stolas, are you free? There. Yes. Bye. What was nerdy with you? Okay. Well, you said I could go and do any time. I could mention the cool 24-hour charity stream I did. Like, No, this one is every two weeks, but you can share that. Okay. Absolutely. Well, I, I, in, I, in fact, I encourage you to because it's kind of amazing. I did do a 24-hour charity stream in June for for a uh, for a trans charity. There, they were. Their uh, whole deal is that they try to get uh, trans people out of not such cool red states into cool blue states. So I did a 24-hour charity stream for that. Awesome. And that was fun. Yeah, being up for 24 hours playing video games, I was I was very tired. <laughs> I have. Feel, a, I, I feel free to chop, drop the name. When you were doing that, we promoted it on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. So, oh man, I'm so bad with names. I'm trying was to it no, the it's nowhere near as easy as it used to be. Rain, it was Rainbow, Rainbow Passage. Something. Rainbow, Rainbow Passage. Passage. Yeah. yeah, you guys should check them out. They're a new charity. They just got their 501, 501-3C. Yeah, there you go. Nice. So check them out. But um, I guess if we're going to go last two weeks, I guess the big nerdy thing I did is since Boulder's Gate 3 came out, I've almost put in 200 hours into it. <laughs> Damn. So uh, I'm only about 90, but well, it's because okay. So I haven't uh, I haven't worked in about a month, and so when the game came out, I basically haven't been working since the game came out. So I've just when my kid's not home and he started school, I've just been just going at it. Uh, I guess the nerdy thing, like if I want to go like super super nerdy and like explain like oh I played a lot of hours into this one game, but I guess the nerdiest thing about it was. So um, my first playthrough, I was playing. I was almost done with the first act. I was going to move on with the story. And then I realized um, after reading some things that I had made a mistake in in trying to romance one of the companions that I wanted to romance. And I missed everything. And I was just like, really wanted to, to, to get this one. I wanted to make this companion my, my video game partner. So I was like, God damn it. Are, are you playing the I'm horny gonna, bard? I'm going to start over. Are you playing a horny bard? No, not a horny bard. It's just, just, <laughs> she's, she's my one gal, Carla. It's my one. That's my one. Okay. She's the only one. What, uh, what, what, what are you playing though? What's your character? I'm playing a tiefling warlock paladin. Actually, oh. the character I'm playing is the first ever character I made for D&D 5e. You said that this, on the server. That's yeah, awesome. I made, I made this character the first month 5th edition came out um, for my first 5th edition game. That game didn't go very far, but this is the first D&D character I ever made, and I brought her into the game. Awesome. Making her into a paladin warlock, that was new, but it makes sense to the story. Um, if I had known like back then that I was like kind of a good combination i probably would have actually done it um i would go through the whole story but i feel like we're going to start running out of time maybe another time um david what about you would you do oh. david uh, I've been playing a lot of Baldur's Gate myself. Uh, I'm kind of stuck at a spot that it's infuriatingly frustrating to me, but I'll get through it eventually. <sighs> but um, other than that, I have been working a lot and getting ready for Strategicon next weekend, which I am can't wait for. It's going to be fun. I'm playing miniatures on Saturday, and I'm doing Pathfinder on Sunday. And it should be a lot of fun. Are you playing Pathfinder, running Pathfinder? Excuse me. Uh, the answer to that question is yes. Uh, that's pretty much what uh, my nerdy thing the last couple weeks has been. How about Brian? you, Brian? Okay, so there I know you a... were fit. I know you were fit to burst earlier. So there have been a few <laughs> things, but this one I think it's pretty good. Um, 
So we've been doing the podcast for um, uh, seven years last month. This is our eighth. And at the beginning of the podcast, we picked the name Super Vegan Brian because at the time I was on a, I, I've been a vegetarian since I was 18. And at the time I, when we started the podcast, I was doing a vegan diet, but I was also gluten-free. And I was also sans alcohol, sans caffeine, all sorts of stuff. And Mikey, special Mikey, our 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 main host, who alas, because of work, can't oh, can't be here very often anymore, came up with the nickname Super Vegan Brian, and it's stuck. And then since then, I went back to uh, being a pescatarian for like a really long time, but we kept the nickname, and we joke that the super stands for superfluous. But um, for the entire month of August, I've been vegan. And not only that, but 100% grain-free and sugar-free vegan because I've been on whole 30 plant-based. So I've been super vegan for the super vegan Brian for the entire month of August. And I just thought that was really funny. And I wanted that to be my nerdy thing. So I did super vegan once for like, for a while. Um, Cause this was a back in a time, this was years ago when I thought I had celiac Um, because I was having stomach problems. And so I thought I had celiac. So I did the whole vegan gluten-free and like, yeah, I lost a copious amount of weight. I plant-based whole 30s, been nice i mean i i find that i have more energy um i don't think i'm losing any weight i think some of my shirts are fitting better but one of the rules of whole 30 is you're not allowed to weigh yourself so um <clears throat> because if you do it can influence your choices and some of the choices on whole 30 involve more oil than i would normally have so i've been sticking to the rules and not weighing myself oh i when... wasn't weighing myself i could just tell i lost weight by just looking at my body i could just See, no, like, I've just been I'm saying skinny. that I don't feel like I've lost weight, but I don't have any way of knowing other than maybe some of my shirts feel better that they fit a little bit better. Um, but I what, even... what, will you tell us what Whole30 is? I'm not familiar with it. At all. Oh, um, so Whole30 is an elimination diet. Um, the regular Whole30 involves giving up grains and um, you also give up a lot of carbs, including legumes. But I've always been a vegetarian, so it was never really something I could do because I wouldn't have anything to eat. I like because use. most of the vegetable, a lot of the vegetables weren't allowed. It was very, very low carb. And they had plant-based modifications back in the day when it was new. Um, but I never could do it because, I mean, the only difference was you were allowed to have beans. And that was a very hard thing for me. I mean, I, I felt like I would not get enough nutrition. So they just recently released a fully crap crafted plant-based version of it and the main things you eliminate are all forms of meat for me fish um all grains um and um i think that's um added sugar alcohol caffeine is allowed um and the idea is you go 30 days without and then you reintegrate those things slowly over the next month and you determine if you have food sensitivities and you also determine that maybe you like some of the things you were eating and you change your diet a little bit it's not a diet in that you're meant to lose weight it's a diet in that it's meant to kind of change your lifestyle and mold it to be a little bit more healthy and to eat more whole foods the whole idea is whole foods you're not allowed to have any processed food on it so i haven't been able to eat any meat substitutes unless they're 
one ingredient meat substitute. Um, I can't have anything that's like highly processed, like texturized vegetable protein or anything like that. Um, I feel like I need to start removing a lot of processed foods out of my diet because since I got like diagnosed with gout, I learned recently that high fructose corn syrup triggers yep. gout and there's high fructose corn syrup in basically every processed food. It's the same reason why whiskey and beer do it too. It's all the, it's all the same hmm. proteins. Yeah. The, well, the nice, um, one of the, so my wife and I did it together and she sure. suffers same from acids. chronic, um, my wife and I did it together and she suffers from chronic pain and she actually had two pain-free days. So I think it did something that helped. I mean, when you're not eating any processed food, there's definitely a lot less, um, inflammatory foods, um, but I mean, we don't know. It it's, could also just be because, you know, she's doing other therapies and stuff too. But is um, tofu considered a processed food? Tofu is not. They they don't say so. no processed food. They just say no highly processed. Food. Oh, okay. So, um, you know, and it's very subjective. I mean, one of the things we decided is we're not going to be legalistic about it. Like if there's something we think is fine, we're not going to be like looking stuff up, like we're looking up the rules of a game and trying to figure out if it's allowed or not. But I think we've stayed pretty strict to it. Um, Good. The, the big rule I've been following is if you're going to have a snack, make sure the snack is a combination of protein, fat, and carbs. So if I'm going to have like an apple, I'm going to have a little bit of peanut butter with it. And I noticed immediately that I maybe have one or two snacks a day when I do that instead of 15. Mm. So, I mean, I don't think it's a weight loss diet. It's really more of a see if you're sensitive to things, see how you feel. And then you have to do a lot of food prep for it. So you learn a lot of recipes and kind of stretch your brain. We were in a bit of a food rut. So it was a it was a neat thing for us to do. I was actually resistant to it at first because I was like, I don't have to change anything. But after we started <laughs> doing it, it was like our dinners consisted of rice and onions and something. Next day, rice and onions and something. Next day, pasta huh. and onions and something. Next day. I take it you got onions on the cheap. <laughs> um, onions aren't expensive if you buy them from a place where they're not expensive. Wow, that's such a universal <laughs> Wow, okay. Deep, man, deep. <laughs> that is going in the Discord is the quote of the, <laughs> the series. Let's <laughs> do it. One of the episode. <laughs> well, um, we have a very important topic today. Um, so we're not going to be do voting for What's Nerdy With You because we have to get into this topic. But first. But first, we're going to play everyone's favorite game, What's Nerdy With You, the game where we talk about the nerdy things we've done the past couple of weeks, and then we vote using the... Wait, didn't I just do this? Well, actually... In this case, we're going to do nerdiest things from our pasts, and we oh. have a list of categories that I'm going to pick randomly. Oh, God. And okay. um, all of us will share the a nerdy thing in that category. God, that's Pavlovian. All you feel, have to do is say, but first, and I automatically start doing free. it. I noticed that. That's pretty. Feel free to stretch this any way you want. We'll try to get the, through this a few times. Um, I'm going to say, um, what's something nerdy? that wasn't really included hmm. okay so the way we'll do this is i'm going to share the category and we'll have people chime in if they want to share first um we're going to go through these through the episode and do the what's nerdy with yous we're actually going to do the voting as a whole 
in the bonus episode. So if you want to see that, you can go to patreon.com slash radio. And now for our first category, what was nerdy with you involving puzzles and brain teasers? Ooh, who's going first? This is this is from all time. It, whatever comes to mind. Yeah, I can do this. I can do this. Who's going first? Um, Michael oh, yeah, you can, how is you, going first. No, we're doing, it, we're doing it with chime in. We're doing it with chime in, David. Because, okay. because it's who, who can think of one. They're, the way we're playing this is someone might not be able to think of any for the category. Okay. So I'm not going to mm. do it as put you on the spot. I'm just going to say whoever chimes in. Sorry, so, what was the category one more so, time? Puzzles. Uh, puzzles and, and brain, brain teasers. And um, Tribal Lion is going first. Okay. Okay. Um, so I've always liked puzzles, brain teaser type things, like, you know, crosswords and all that stuff. Lately, I've been doing Sudokus like every day, sometimes multiples a day. Um, but when I was in high school, um, our high school band and guard, I actually did props for the color guard. It wasn't actually anything actually useful. But uh, we went to Indianapolis for the Bands of America competition, blah, blah, blah. One of the things that we did was we went to the Indianapolis Children's Museum. A bunch of teenagers running around the Children's Museum, which, if you ever get to Indianapolis, is a wonderful place. It is. I, I had some friends that just went there a couple of weeks ago. They still said it was still an amazing place. Um, but while I was there, I just kind of wandered around, a little bit bored, until I found the puzzle room. Ooh. And the puzzle room, yes. And I went in there, and I was doing, and I had always liked uh, like the horseshoe with the ring and all those, like, types puzzle the little metal puzzles you might get at i don't know cracker barrel or whatever um brain teaser type puzzles so i went in there and i started solving puzzles and stuff and you know kids would started coming up to me and handing me puzzles they couldn't figure out i mean my kids i mean my peers um, other students and they and i so i'd sit there and i'd figure them out and one of the guys i guess running the room or whatever said come here i got a puzzle for you and he hands me this little like uh, um, it looks like a spring, but there was like a thing through it. I don't remember the details of this puzzle, mm -hmm. but there was like a circle. And he's like, this is one. He's like, I run this room. I love puzzles, but this is one I've had a real hard time figuring. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> I wouldn't say that like I... I I don't know that I've retained this. Like, I can't sit there and just, like, automatically do these, you know, this quickly anymore. But there was something about that day that I was, yeah. like, spot on. And before the dude finished the sentence, I handed him, like, the, the two pieces of the puzzle. And he's like, <laughs> did you break it? <laughs> he's I, like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if I have anything that could possibly be uh. that. But puzzles and brain teasers brings back a memory for me, and this will be mine for this one. Okay. Um, going to Cracker Barrel type restaurants and getting that peg game on the table. Oh yeah. I that's immediately what I thought of because I looked forward to going to any restaurant as a kid that had some kind of peg game or puzzle on the table. My dad used to take me to this one that was. I actually think it might have been a bar. <laughs> but we used to go there and eat food, but they had the the chains, the pub puzzles, they had them at the table. And so it was a real thing. But I've never been good at those things. Um, I think I've solved the peg game, but I think anybody can do that. I don't I'll think that's honest. an actual IQ test. My, honest, uh, I don't think I have a lot of puzzle nerdy things. No, that's I, fine. Haven't done, I haven't done a lot of puzzles in my life. I have on the mantelpiece in my living room a three foot or sorry, four foot long, foot and a half wide panoramic shot of Mount Rushmore that was a thousand piece puzzle I bought Ooh, when I was there and put together. Cool. And then my grandfather framed it for me. 
Oh, that's that is cool. pretty cool. That is awesome. pretty cool. So, that is on the mantel place above my fire above the fireplace in my house. That's wonderful. You know, it's more of a nerdy feeling than a nerdy thing I've done. But anybody who wants to witness me go into nerd rage, play an organized play or any role playing game event that revolves around puzzles with me. <laughs> if I am playing, I will straight up tell the entire table, I'm really sorry, but puzzles give me a searing headache. I absolutely hate them at any table, and I would like not to participate. And I've had tables get really mad at me saying, yeah, but this is teamwork and you have to. And I said, I do not consent to this. And I've had people <laughs> apologize to me because they make me really, really, really uncomfortable at the table because yeah. it just breaks up gameplay so badly. That I get that. Said, there was a five-star GM named Bruce <clears throat> back in the day in Pathfinder Society who ran a Pathfinder Society. One of my first Pathfinder Society adventures had a puzzle in it and um, went to the puzzle and I went, oh my God, I hate puzzles. I don't want to do this. And um, remember, um, David, remember Steve F? Yes. Steve F was playing his druid and goes stone shape. And <laughs> Bruce pulled a five-star GM thing that I think was one of the coolest things I've ever seen a five-star GM do. He said, you are 100% allowed to do that. You can totally skip this puzzle, but I personally think this puzzle is really fun. Can I give you guys the premise and see if you have some time to figure it out? If you hate it, we can do what he said. And everyone went, yeah, sure, we'll try it. And Bruce goes, okay, we have to try this. So he spells out this puzzle and it's musical notes mm. that and pictures of these like um these like faces this is a really old Pathfinder Society adventure. So if Black you're be by this, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It, it was a different rose? one. No, okay. it wasn't. It was All season right. zero, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't okay. remember. But mm -hmm. it had these like, <laughs> it was back before I was a venture lieutenant. So it was like, I don't even know the name of the thing. Yeah. But yeah. it had these like statue faces and there were musical notes. And you figured out the key by mm. by putting the musical notes down and spelling it out. Now, if you wanted to, you could roll like perform checks and the GM would give you hints and tell you what the notes were. But for the first time in a game, I was the only one at the table who could read music and was like, I'll try it and figured uh, it out. I have to say that was the one time I felt really good about a puzzle in a game. Every other time, they just pissed me off. Especially I like the way... I the like first the way time. you handle... Uh, how do I handle? I like the way you handle puzzles. Because I remember one time when we were doing a puzzle and you were DMing and people were struggling and you were just like... So I remember you doing this thing of like, I give you guys some time to try to figure out on your own. But if you guys can't, I'll just have like have you guys roll intelligence check because because you always at least this is what i remember you saying basically had the 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 mentality of just because you as a person like can't figure out a puzzle doesn't mean you're like 18 intelligent can't. wizard wouldn't be able to figure it out yeah, yeah absolutely hey i always say i tend to play characters way smarter than me I I For played an adventure once, and this was one of those times. I'm gonna save this. I'm gonna save this story because <laughs> I, I we we want to move this on. But does anybody else have a puzzle one they want to share? I found a children's book. It was a it was a highlights magazine that had a sheet of uh, puzzles and tongue twisters on it, and I used them in a D and D game, and the party couldn't figure them out. Oh no, that's awesome! Oh, it was amazing. So good. Um, <laughs> I have one thing because you mentioned the peg games at uh, Cracker Barrel. Yeah. And I don't have any kids of my own, but um, I went, my, my girlfriend at the time 
and I went with a friend of hers and her friend had like three kids and she was a very busy mom. Um, one of the kids just refused to eat. He wanted to play this game. So I said, okay, you want to play this peg game? Cool. And he had seen me sit there and beat it. So he wanted to try and beat it. Okay. You want to play it? You're going to eat a bite. You're going to chew it slowly, swallow. Then you play a game. Then you make a move and then you take a bite. And then you make nice. a move. And we sat there and I sat there. Now I could do this one-on-one with the kid because they were wrangling the other two. But he sat there and he ate, not the full meal, but he ate until I think he was actually full. So I was like, you can use puzzles to, you know, coerce children into eating their food. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. To manipulate the young ones. Manipulating I mean, the children. I did. I do have one interesting puzzle thing. Last weekend, I went to like a swap meet and I found somebody selling this like really interesting puzzle box that that was cool. It's kind of like gold and black. Um, the guy says it's called like the lament configuration box i don't know i i i think i'll try to give it a shot this weekend you know Post all right sure that sounds well, really cool yeah, yeah we'll see what you happens guys, you guys do not get the jet wait yeah. I, I, think oh. the I think brian's getting the jet I, oh, box it pushes in the yeah yeah I, okay yeah i know what you're talking about uh, what, no. what is your desire well, there you go, like yeah, to... Brian gets it. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I'm a, see, I'm a huge you... fan of the Hellbound Heart. Okay, I mean, thing, I think I, I think I do have oh, a, one okay. puzzle thing I could, I could say. One puzzle thing I could say. Have you guys seen Glass Onion? No. Yes. No. I solved Glass Onion like really early. <laughs> Like really, really early. And so I, I even guessed the ending. Like we are, almost we are not going to spoil it. But I do highly recommend it, David. I think you will, you will like it. I, I, okay. I don't oh, think you would that's like the it. new Knives Out. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, the yeah. new Knives Out. David, knives that's out. the kind of people you don't like. And you'll love it. whether you've seen the first Knives Out or not. Loved it. Yeah. Okay. I'll yeah. check it out. The Knives Out ser- series, but Glass Onion in particular was really, really good and. I, I have a feeling it'll tickle your sense of humor in addition to being a pretty good mystery. It, okay. It's it's good. It it it's good. Yeah. So um we have um so we have a lot to talk about. Our topic is very special. Um but first But first we're gonna play every God damn it! That is Pavlovian. <laughs> um, so our next topic now I know how Eric feels. <laughs> Um, you know, nerdy things. Why don't we go with art and music? That that one doesn't come up as a nerdy thing one pretty often. That's a pretty good one. Uh, I've gone to uh, Frank and Sons and bought specific wall art from Star Wars, Star Wars themes and things, and hung them up in my room. Cool. Yep, I I have I own art. Not it's fine. Star Wars art, but it's art. Can I can I tangent based on that because I have a Frank and Sons story. Sure. I met Nicholas Brennan at, at Frankenstein's when he was doing autographs. Um, the actor from Buffy who played Xander. Nice. Oh, okay. And I came up to him and said, "Hi, I just wanted to meet you. I'm sorry, I you know I I can't really spend money on an autograph or anything right now. I just wanted to say hi." And he said, "Hugs are free." Oh, that's awesome. And uh-huh. I got a hug. That's awesome. It was cool. To be fair, that's you're cool. kind of adorable. So yeah, <laughs> that's cool. And I mean, I mean, who wouldn't? Hug you guys got to go to Frankenstein's. I that that's one of my uh, one well, of my. Get, I really well, want to get out there and see to it. Quote, to quote one of my favorite movies, "Come out to the coast. We'll get together, have a few laughs." <laughs> what's what's that? What's that? Um, what's that swap meet with the giraffes? Oh, I can't remember. I it's know what in, you're talking it's about. It's in though. Ohio. 
the swap. Oh, you're talking about Jungle Gym? No, the swap meet with the giraffes. It's like Jungle Gyms. Jungle Gyms is cool. (laughs) Jungle Gyms. I love Jungle Gyms. Is a massive. Look it up. It's a massive grocery store here in Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. Oh my god. That has like it has. I I know it has like statues of animals and stuff all around it and stuff. Traders. Traders World in Lebanon. Oh, Traders World. With the giraffes. Okay, yeah, I see. I don't think of you're right. I, I don't think of the giraffes because when I drive past Trader's World, first thing you see is the giant Jesus statue. Mm. You know, the the one that God struck down a few years ago. He, yeah. he chose to forego the Hustler Hollywood that was across the street and struck down the giant statue of Jesus and burned it down. So they built another one. So now it's big zombie Jesus. I mean, a, as you do. And then right after that, when you get to the Trader's World sign, you've got the anatomically correct horse on top of the trader's oh, sweet Christ. I don't even pay attention to the giraffes anymore because you've got the this wonderful oh my horse. God. There used so, to be a radio station that says this one goes out to the anatomically correct horse on top of the trader's world sign. <laughs> this is going to be some evidence to Ohio doesn't exist for David because... <laughs> Okay, so you got Trader's World, which is this giant swap meet with giraffes. The reason why I brought it up is because Frank and Sons is sort of like the inside of Trader's World. It's like a giant swap meet that's all collectibles. You see how absurd this lie is? Jungle Gems. Jungle Gems that he mentioned is a (laughs) giant grocery store, but they're mostly imports. It's ridiculously big. Oh, my God. You can get everything there. And it has, like, tourist point of interest in it. I I actually think I've seen some YouTube people go there. The place is built in a way that makes people want to go there. The bathroom is a porta potty that you go in and it's like a TARDIS. It's okay. Literally bigger on the inside. I believe it. You walk into the into this porta you think you're going into a porta potty. It's a big old bathroom. So how much acid do you take before you uh, go to this place called Ohio? (laughs) (laughs) Ohio isn't real. Hawthorne Heights made it up to sell albums. Damn straight. You guys want to hear a very funny fact? right now yes absolutely anytime i've heard the name frankensons i've oh i and i just found this out right now i swear to god i thought they were saying frankenstones no frankenstones and i was like i'm trying to look this up i'm like what the fuck i'm like wait are they the first few times i always thought it was frankincense (laughs) i was like wait a minute are they saying frankensons and i looked it up i'm like oh my god this this has been called frankensons my entire life and i've just been like oh it's frankenstones i know this this category direct Immediately oh changed from arts and music into crazy places in I do have to say, if you ever make it out to that part of Ohio, Trader's okay. World and Jungle Gyms are really cool places to go. <laughs> so the music We're going thing to I'll Ohio, say, baby. The music thing I'll say, and and it, unless you have like ADHD or autism, you might not understand this, but I sometimes will get in these moods where I'll be stuck listening to the same album or song nonstop for like ever. So when I discovered the Kendrick Lamar to Pimp a Butterfly album, I literally listened to that album every day for a month straight. Like just just that album. When, I didn't listen um, to any other music. When Tools Fear Inoculum came out, I played it on loop continually for about three months. And then I listened to the song Invincible on it only 
for about a month. So I can totally relate to that. Late I have my... all you weak bitches beat. I've had the same CD in my car for three fucking years. And I would walk 500. No, no, <laughs> is, your, is your CD player broken? I got you beat, oh, David. Fine. It's, uh, it's uh, one of the Poxy Boggards albums from Renfair. Oh, awesome. I love Poxy Boggards. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I wear no pants. Oh, wear... yeah. Yes. No, but I've got you beat. Oh, all right. Because Bring it on. I, my car has had the same CD in it for like seven years. Yeah, maybe my eight, CD player. My but, CD player works. Yeah, this one. Damn. This one is broken because it yes. won't come out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Mumford and Sons that much. <laughs> uh, uh, Stolas, what? So, you, what? What album was your current one you're listening to a lot? No, no, no. This Say was this was a while back. This was a while. Oh, back. okay. It's not current. Yeah, but what's, what are, are you currently, currently on? Anything? Yeah, are you currently hyperfixated? The on last time, the last time I got hyperfixated on music was the soundtrack for um oh man, what was the game? Um, it was the soundtrack to the game um Dark Tide Warhammer Dark Tide. Mm. So the person who made the music, basically, he made the because it's it's a Warhammer 40k game and the music is very 40k, so it's like a industrial meets opera. dark industrial, yeah, dark yeah, dark like, gothic industrial. Yeah, it's like yeah, and I I literally listened. I did listen to that that album that like that soundtrack for like a good like three weeks nonstop. It's really good if you haven't heard it. I'm I'm dead serious. It's a very good um very good soundtrack. There are literally YouTube videos of like professional opera singers like reviewing it, and even they're like, "This is really good for video games." I have very been nice. listening to um, Umet Ozcan's a shaman's mantra for about two weeks now hmm. it's um just like for yoga no it's it's basically didgeridoo trap what hey yeah <laughs> those are those are two genres you I ever see imagine mixing you ever you ever see the movie um um beer fest yes no um during when they go I out think? partying there's a didgeridoo dance song yeah it's great it's similar I think, to I that think i've seen it is that the wah, movie with the like the, yeah. the is that the movie with the DOS boot? Yes. Okay. It's the Met broken Oz lizard King. guys when they went to Germany to to win a drinking contest. Okay. Ah, huh. I'll check that out. I good, I have good gotten, movie. No, I didn't, I didn't mean the movie. I, I mean no. I can check out the movie, but I was thinking Umat Ozcan. I'll no. check that out. Yeah, because I, oh, I get I dragged into stuff this, like Umat Ozcan. Um, yeah, the um, let me. I'm trying to find that beer fest song so I can call it out because that's really good too. Um, Xanadu. Um, is was it Xanadu? No, it was um. Hold on. Bitty body, bitty boo. That's probably it. Yeah. Okay. Bitty body, bitty boo by Bubbles was the name of the song, and it's it's like another good one that I listen to a lot is The Who, where it's the. H U. It's a oh yeah, the Mongolian singing band. Yeah, yeah, but it's I'm, a yeah. metal band. Mm-hmm. Now the one I've been obsessed with recently is uh, they're a uh, I believe they're they're a European uh, metal band that are dwarves and they're they they do songs about digging holes and mining and ah. fucking epic. Nice. <laughs> they're 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 shows the entire mosh pit where they're doing the dig the hole song. Everybody's doing the dig. It's literally thousands of people digging in their mosh. Pit. <laughs> it's, it's so good they sell like, inflatable pickaxes at their shows it's great. that's pretty good nice and oh, i haven't been to a cool. concert in so long i want to go to a uh, i'll have to look up the band name but yeah oh they're good didn't dragon Thank force 
do um do Dragon diggy Force diggy hole? Did they? I have no idea. I I thought they did. I thought Dragon Force did diggy diggy hole, which um as, as one of their covers that they did just to like blow people's minds. Huh. Um. The I think the nerdiest music anybody shared with me was um uh power metal music videos. <laughs> Mm. Um, uh, Hammerfall Hammerfall, has some of the craziest music videos. They have one that uses the Olympic curling, the Olympic curling team, uh, curling, the Olympic curling team. Really? Yeah. And yeah, it's just crazy. You know, as an instrument, I would actually like to learn to play because I think it just, it, it there looks it is. cool. So I found out about this instrument by reading like the D and D book of like different instruments that like your bard can like play. And when I looked up, I, don't know, I saw hurdy gurdy, and I was like, <laughs> That's "Oh, hurdy gurdy!" Yeah. And, and I looked up hurdy gurdies, and I'm like, "Okay, wait a minute, no, this actually looks cool." <laughs> oh yeah, they're wild. Oh, like, stolen. Like, like it's like a it's like a piano meets like a little mini violin. It looks so yeah. cool. Um, there's a hurdy gurdy player at fair. I've Which seen fair? Hurdy. at the the one that David at, the yeah. the the original. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sure okay. there are. You're gonna have Donovan stuck in my head for the rest of the day. <laughs> ah, Windrose. That's the Donovan. name of the band. Windrose. Windrose. Yeah, that's the name. Yeah, of it. those guys are fucking epic windrose is awesome they're starting a european tour windrose they've embraced the dwarven metal uh <laughs> diggity diggy diggy hole there that's the one there it is well that's right. a lot I'll of nerdy things that's a lot <laughs> of nerdy <laughs> things i never did say a, a music thing oh you didn't no no we just I- tangented my fixations tend to be either now see one time there was the steel tongue drum uh tongue drum steel drums basically um just listen to some dude playing the steel drums i listened to that for like two months straight just different tongue groups or whatever steel tongue groups um which sounds really weird when you say it out loud. And then, uh, but the one that really got me was Goat Rodeo Sessions. Ooh, you know, wait. have you ever heard of Goat Rodeo Sessions? Y'all know who a, Yo-Yo Ma is, right? Is the that cellist? a euphemism? No. I know Y'all who know. Yo-Yo Ma is. Yeah, he's okay. a cellist, didn't he? He's a cellist. Yeah. He got together with some other musicians and they play this kind of really folksy and they only do one out, al- did one album that I'm aware of. Hmm. But they play this really like folksy. Um, kind of, I I don't know how to describe it otherwise than folksy. Okay. Um, but I listened to that album on just like you you said, Stolas, on repeat for like months at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's yeah, there's well, one song called sick. Between Heaven and Hell that, and in fact, uh, Between Heaven and Hell has a uh, uh, a woman. I think her name is Anya, and it's spelled like that. I think. Oh wow. Um, that, well, yeah, that it's a Celtic singing. name. Yeah. yeah, it's a Celtic and, name. So that wouldn't. Yeah, just we we uh, were talking about that earlier that uh, A I N E is spelled is pronounced Anya. Yeah. Ooh, um, an, and I think I was gonna say another. Sorry, another music one for me. Um, uh, um, fuck, I just had it. Uh, shit. Sorry. Involved goat. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, everybody. Remember the wow. 80s? <laughs> the 80s? Yeah, no, remember I the was... 80s? I'm Goat Boy here to host. Remember the 80s? <laughs> oh, I was, God. I was born in 89. Boy. I was born in 89, so no, I do not remember the yeah, 80s. I, I was like three when the 80s I, ended. I, I don't remember that. them. You not only don't remember the 80s, but you don't remember what I was referencing. No, nope. I no. do. Yeah. My favorite Goat Boy song was Silent Night. <laughs> so Highland, nah. <laughs> what the fuck? It's an SNL okay. skit. Wait, oh my guys. god. How about this one? Ah. Do you guys know this one? Dead puppies. Dead oh, puppies that's um, Dr. Demento. Much. Doc- 
fun. Dr. Demento, yeah. Um, My dad used to play that when we were kids. Um, hold on a second. I uh, I remembered mine. Oh, uh, what was it? Uh, you were talking about folksy cello music and stringed instruments and uh, a band I really fell in love with recently, uh, Duplicity and the Violins of the World. Duplicity? And the no, violin. no, no. The, D- Duplicy, the guy's name, and the violins of the world. You I, might be able to just uh, search it for his violins of the world on YouTube. I, I'm uh, well. I'm in Spotify right now, but yeah, um, yeah, there too probably. I haven't tried Spotify, but um, I just nerded out on a drummer um with um Heather just like a week ago. Um, I'm gonna put the name in chat. It's L Estepario Sabiriano. Mm. Um, that's a mouthful. Um, uh, Siberiano has been called the best drummer in the world by a lot of people lately. And only because Neil Heard is dead. I'm not a drummer, so I can't judge, but he's very impressive. But, um, you made me think of him, Michael, because you were talking about steel drums and he does some handpan stuff. So I think Ah, he did, he does some handpan covers. He did Toxicity by System of a Down, which was pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, I like a good cover. I like a good cover, creative cover. I do want to sing something though, because, um, I know we have to get the topic. I know we're in such a rush to get the topic, but Stolas, um, you, you shared a Dr. Demento song and I want to share one of mine. I'm actually going to sing the first verse. I don't care. Um, Each night she's on the balcony. He loves her from afar. His soft, sad eyes are hypnotized. She shines down like a star. His heart will break forever. His kind can't have affairs. For dox hunts with erections can't climb stairs. (laughs) (laughs) I will not not sing... The rest of it, but the guy, the artist's name is Les Barker. If you want to check him out, when I was a kid, nice. I actually heard that on the Doctor Demento radio show when I was on a camping trip, and well, it's hilarious. stuck with me forever. <laughs> I love nice. any of those Doctor Demento songs, especially Dead Puppies, Fish Heads, and Star Trek. Star Trek in the universe. Yeah, my dad introduced me to that song when I was a kid. He also introduced me to Happy Tree Friends. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Wow. Man. Okay. That's traumatizing. Yeah. No <laughs> kidding. Wow. Man, I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that your dad introduced you to Happy Tree Friends when you were a kid. Uh, I was like yeah. a kid kid. I was like maybe like 12. Yeah, I so, feel really old. I was at, I was I was a few years into my first career when I first saw it. So yeah, yeah, that was around when I was in college. So God, I feel old. That was what? <laughs> that was the early two thousands, right? Yeah. No. Uh, no. Happy Tree Friends came out in nineteen ninety nine. So yeah, right. So yeah. I. So I was exposed to it in the early two thousands. <laughs> so so yeah yeah I probably was around like maybe eleven or twelve. Yeah. I'm wow. not gonna yeah, lie. I was mid twenties fairly sheltered child well that is some fantastic nerdy stuff related to music art and all sorts of tangents but you know we we can't dawdle around too long we gotta get the topic but first but first we're gonna play everyone good <laughs> brian uh, let's go okay we got a lot of categories here i'm gonna hand <laughs> one um what's one that's kind of obscure that might be hard for ones let's let's stretch creativity a bit um natural history mm. and it so by the way everybody i'm pulling these categories from google bard um google bard defines natural history as including things like learning about animals plants and rocks yeah i, I got a good one i got a good one brian might know about this so i used to live in a place a city okay um 
I'll just say it. it's not kind of like doxing if I say where I used to live. I used to live in Hemet, and the high school there um, had this certain class that I don't know that many high schools that have this. They have this class that's called a field science class. Basically, what you would do is you would take this class and for two periods, you would go in this small bus up to this like mountain and you would learn about nature. And so I took that like, I think senior year. It was so fun. We did entomology. We learned about native plants. We learned about scatology. We would learn about the animals in the area. I I learned how to brush your teeth with certain plants out in the wild. I learned that in the area around Riverside, there's this plant. It's called the Native Americans called it chamise. Uh, the more I think like the current term would be, uh, um, I think it's called uh, like the, the biome is chaparral, but I'm trying to remember what the main flower is. Uh, basically, it's what's known as it's it's fireweed. Mm. What makes these plants really interesting and weird is they only germinate when they catch fire so the flowers of these plants will release flammable oils purposely to catch fire neat and um it was i was always i always found it really funny because it was just me and maybe like three of my friends who actually took the class seriously most of the other kids were just kind of like there to like goof off and be like oh easy a yeah and go you run and off i to had go. very different high school experiences <laughs> <laughs> and they would go and they would go to like run off to like smoke weed and i was always like you guys do know that this teacher just explained that we're surrounded by these bushes that could catch fire from the <laughs> air and you guys are like yeah let's go light up and it's like you're going to die <laughs> and that was the cause of one of the wildfires and <laughs> it's so funny because last episode i shared my crazy story about being in agriculture in high school and now you're sharing field studies and there you go God, okay. The cl craziest we got was if you wanted to take a zero period class, you could learn how to program in, C in Cisco's proprietary language. I wish my school had something like that. It was a it was a work study program. You did two years of the program of the zero period, then there was a job offer at the end of high school. I mean, that being said, Cisco's proprietary language probably wasn't invented yet when I was in high school. Yeah, it was. This was <laughs> two thousand and three, two thousand four. It was only offered to juniors and seniors. You had to take I'll it both years. Keep and then... working on making me feel old as dirt, don't you? To, to be I, fair, oh. to be fair, Hemet is surrounded by a lot of farmland. So mm -hmm. like a really big part of, of the high school was its agriculture department because like a good 75% of the students, that was their future, was they're going to be taking over the family farm. And you like know, I said, you and gonna, I had very different high school experiences. Kids that were going <laughs> to study veterinary science and stuff or conservation would often take ag. I mean, that would because it counted as a as a um, life science credit. Yeah, I took calculus and physics, mm. so. <laughs> it also could count as an econ credit if you took it for multiple years, which is nice. kind of interesting. I mean, I can't say I'll anything. I'll be right back. I, I got to pick something. No worries. I, I can't say anything. I was in the Oh, army. the truck hit. The truck hit, Michael. He's he's um a vending machine. He's in Isekai land. No, good yeah. God. He's a vending machine that when people get stuff from it, it grants wishes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like I said, I can't really say anything. I was, I was in an army program for all four years of high school. So see, that's cool. That's I, I love how that pretty is pretty much cool. Yeah, the three of us all had interest. Yeah, I, uh, I went in as a private. I went in as a corporal because I had experience from a program in middle school, and then I became our, uh, our company clerk. 
was promoted to staff sergeant was uh, the assistant uh, the assistant to the uh to the main uh, battalion clerk second year i got promoted to supply officer and graduated cadet major <laughs> you know if i hadn't to move to oh the the vending machine has turned back into a human being now how, I'm long, back. How, how long was it what year uh, is it <laughs> anybody want to kick cat <laughs> <laughs> the um only if you got the macho ones. Um, we were we were all sharing how in high school we all had odd class choices. Like Stolas did the field science, I did ag, and David was doing army training stuff. Yeah, yeah. I did, when I, did I was four in high school of RTC, so when I was in high school, com- home computers were just becoming a thing. Like home computers in, I'd say probably maybe one in one in ten homes might have had a computer. I happen to have a computer. Commodore sixty fours and Amigas. I legit had the sixty. I had the Commodore nice. thirty two at one point, but uh, oh, nice. had the Commodore sixty four. Had the Atari, the little thing that was basically a keyboard that you had to plug into fifteen <laughs> different ways. Yeah, but uh, this was more with when you finally got the actual home computer that had like the word processor, um, Norton Commander, you know, Windows. Not, I not learned, win, before pre Windows. Um, yeah, I, I learned how to play Oregon Trail on Apple II's and Computer Lab yeah. in second grade. So that was when I was in high school. When I was in high school, Windows. Um, what was the one Windows before Windows ninety five? Windows three point one. Yes, Windows three point one. So that was my high school phase. Uh, yeah, you, my know, first you learn how to boot up a high school. You learn. Yeah, yeah, it was good times. So yeah, um, I didn't actually get our family didn't get its first computer till like I was in high school, but that's just because we were poor. Mm. But um, I was never into Oregon Trail. I know a lot of people love the Oregon Trail. I didn't get into it. I liked playing the Dinosaur Tycoon game. That was my game. Yeah, see, we didn't have that game. It was Oregon Trail or it was nothing. We so. had um, Oregon Trail, but we also had Odell Lake. Oh, what was that? That was you were a fish and you had to oh. know what kind of fish you were. So you had to know what they could eat because you had to look for the certain kind of food they could yeah. eat. And you uh. had to know what kind of predators they needed to be afraid of. So you could do the right, you could avoid them in the right way. You had to know how that fish hid from predators. And it was just a side scroller and you moved the fish up and down. It was an Apple IIe game, just like Oregon Trail. See, I had had Rat Race. Nice. That was Commodore 64 with the little cassette tape player. This was before disk drive. Well, no, we had floppy, like the uh, big five inch floppies. Five and a quarter. Five Five and a quarter. Gotta love it. Um, But uh, yeah, the before they you had like a little cassette tape and you put it in the thing and that was that was your uh, rat race good times oh, yeah. um i remember in high school we uh had a, a teacher who was our our science teacher freshman year and she was cool and didn't care what we did at lunch so someone brought a copy of half-life and we installed it on the computer at her classroom and we'd go into her room and play half-life at lunch <laughs> When when I was so natural history, when I was a kid, I don't know if I've talked about this much on the show. So because it's young elementary school stuff, but in elementary school, middle school for me, I was in a in a gifted program that was like they pulled you out of class for a period every day and you did special activities. Yeah, it's when they implanted the uh, implanted the 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 key phrase that'll unlock the secret training. Yes. Um, but I was unfortunately we don't know about, what it is. I was Monkey droppets. Stolas's. I was thinking about so Stolas's field study, and we um, they brought in an archaeologist, and we did archaeological grids and digs in the yard of the school. 
and we That's had cool. catalog artifacts that we found. We actually found arrowheads in the schoolyard. Mm, that's so cool. Okay. Um, it was. Um, it Man, was those, guy, those guys in archery weren't very good. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. It was Long Island, so there was a lot of native activity on Long Island. I mean, I, all the towns are are native names. So, hmm. I mean, makes sense, but I mean, I was I I mean, I was a little kid too. It could have been something the arch- archaeologists planted ahead of time to make it so we actually found stuff. I mean, yeah. you know, I was, you know, when I went that, to school that actually seems children. quite that actually seems quite more likely. Yeah. I yeah, I don't know. I I when I was a kid here in Ohio, I'd run around or even when I lived down in Georgia, I'd run around See, even and I find arrowheads. You lived stuff. in a fantasy world. Grow up, man. <laughs> <laughs> another thing well, that school, another thing that elementary school did is they brought out a um a guy who was a doctor in folk music and he would come out every year uh, and play folk music um and do like lessons on folk music. And when I when I was in like third grade or so, I found out that he's my cousin and mm. but I knew him as my cousin. I just didn't make the context connection when he was coming to the school. You didn't realize that that was your cousin when he came didn't to the know school? It was the same guy. He's <laughs> um, well, that guy looks a lot like my cousin. I wonder if that nah, couldn't be. Well, could he be was just else. an adult. All adults look the same when I was a little kid. Oh. That's why it took me to third grade. And then all of a sudden, like, wah, 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 wah. Well, I'm he still was I think I mentioned this on the show before. He was the same cousin who was um, friends with Pete Seeger and they would um, him and my other cousin would get together and they'd play banjo and stuff. Hmm. Um, I, I don't remember that, but cool. Yeah, the um well I mean it's, I comparatively I had such a I, boring childhood. I can say <laughs> that I I can say that I met Pete Seeger, but I was so little that the only thing I remember is my cousin Charlie playing the banjo. I just know it from what I've been told. So but I still think it's neat. I remember my cousin Charlie playing the banjo. He was quite good. <laughs> yeah he looked... I got blisters on these fingers yeah yeah i um yeah the i, I i've That's heard a lot of the cool. pete seeger stories from family members because they they'd seen him at things but yeah i remember when he passed away when yeah. you get old like older than you are obviously you need to make like a memoir of all the things you've experienced because I feel like it would sell. I already have the name of it. I'm going to be, I've actually been planning this for years. You want to know what the name of the book is? Yes. Uh, Cooking with Scissors. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Okay. um, Speaking of having like interesting stories, my great grandmother had a really interesting one. So this is during the Great Depression and she was in line, like, uh, 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 like in a bread line and she was talking to this lady and she was like oh and they were talking about like what their husbands did and the lady she was talking to was like oh my husband does some like not such good work but you know blah 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 he he tries and she gets home and she tells her husband my great grandfather about the the lady she met and he's just like do do you not realize you just met Al Capone's wife oh wow (laughs) like she had met Al Capone's wife in the bread line and did not know who she was Uh. she's just like oh I met this nice lady my um my mom and i went to the um the farmers market in la not the one on fairfax but the other one i can't think of the name of it but um 
I I ran to go to the restroom or something, and I came back, and she's got this look on her face, and she goes, I just bumped into this man, and I fell over, and he helped me up, and I chatted with him for a while, and he apologized to me, and I'm, I think it might have been Johnny Depp, and Johnny Depp's huh. band was playing next door. We walked around the corner huh. and saw vampires of... What, what, uh, vam- Hollywood Vampire vampires. Weekend? Hollywood vampires. Hollywood vampires. Johnny it. Depp. Johnny yeah, Depp yeah. and Iggy Pop. And yep. yeah, but he. It was so funny. Oh, wow. she has this, isn't it Johnny Depp? And I Iggy don't know. No, it's Alice Cooper. Johnny Alice Depp, Cooper? Alice Cooper, and somebody else. Oh, okay, I don't know. Yeah, Alice Cooper's in that too. Who just apparently made a bunch of anti-trans remarks. So that's too bad. Oh, that's unfortunate. Very and ironic. Very. <laughs> oh, Joe Perry. Joe, Joe Perry. Perry. That's that's it. Okay. There. Yeah. Yeah. Well, names. Um, yeah. Joe Perry is the guitarist from Aerosmith. Yep. Okay. And apparently, Air. I I, I am not just, a music nerd. I listen I to music. I am not a music to, nerd. I, I was don't. I was listening to a video essay on Christopher Lee, and it got to talking about he's he's in the album cover for the Wings album cover, Band on the Run. Really? And I think I have that album. The name of the photographer who took the photo's name is Aerosmith. His name's literally Aerosmith? His last name is Aerosmith. Oh, Oh, that's funny. And I've been wondering, since I heard that story, is that how the and Aerosmith got their name. Aerosmith was around before Wings, though. Huh. Because Wings... See, I'm not so, a music Yeah, but I don't, I don't know, know how old that Wings photographer is. Beatles. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Maybe they maybe they ran into... I don't know. Huh. That's interesting. Um, They're still alive. Ask them. True. Um, I also noticed that Matt Sorum, who was uh, in Guns N' Roses as part of Hollywood Vampires. Huh. Oh, oh, I misheard it. It's Aerosmith. His name is Arrow. Smith? Arrow Smith, like a person who makes arrows. Okay. Arrow Smith. The the photographer's name is Clive Arrow Smith. Huh. And I just sounded like Aerosmith when the Quite right. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Gener- generally Aerosmiths are called Fletchers, but yes. Yes. They're generally the ones that do the bindings. Oh, we made David go in a character. <laughs> You know, that means, you know, we, we've been playing What's Nerdy With You for a really long time. We really need to make time for topic. But first. Oh, fuck <laughs> you, Brian. I'm, I'm, no, I'm not doing it again. Do it. I'm not let's doing play, it again. Let's play everybody's favorite game. What's Nerdy With You? Where the four of us share the nerdiest thing related to a specific category we've ever done. And then we're not going to vote on it because <laughs> fuck Mike, Mike Myler. <laughs> Welcome to my nightmare, people. <laughs> and I, I understand that this is the first time I've cursed on the podcast in a long time. New listeners, I don't care. Been a good long uh, time. <laughs> yeah, I'm the one with the filthy mouth. Um, Damn. And yeah, nerdy things, you know. Do the thing. And the other thing. Do the thing, Julie. You know. Dance, monkey. Space exploration. That was loud. Oh. Yeah, that was a little loud. Sorry. Um. What? That's that's such an obscure topic for like nerdy. Like, have any of us done anything? How space is space exploration, exploration a nerdy? Uh, that's like signature nerdy topic. <laughs> I make parts for satellites and satellite operations. Yeah, I knew. That's I knew that's that, that was a, coming. A, propane and propane accessories. That is all I'm legally David, allowed to say. David can honestly win this one like easy. Yeah, no, I just can't no, tell I any cannot. stories about it. Um, nope. No, I cannot. But that's Moving all on. we're going to say. Um, <laughs> did anybody hear 
build model rockets when they were a kid? No. I did the ones that you put on the on the, when you pumped up with the water. Oh yeah, I've never done those. Never did that. Yeah, I, I never did one with like now, explosions or anything. Some of our friends made other explosive materials. <laughs> they probably shouldn't have things like a potato gun. But uh, while we thought it was going to launch into space, it probably just launched into the next street and maybe broken windows. Uh, I, I watch uh, um I started watching all the SpaceX launches because I have a friend that works for SpaceX. Oh really? Yeah. Erica's brother. Nice. I didn't know that. Yeah. Cool. I wanna like SpaceX, but I, yeah. I just it has Elon Musk's name but it has Elon Musk's name attached to it and that, that makes me not like it. Yeah, but that's I like, like how, watching but that's like having Edison's name attached to movie theaters. I mean uh, you're right. That's <laughs> yeah. a fair point. It really okay. doesn't mean that much. <laughs> it just sucks that like he has to ruin everything. That's yeah. cool. Guess what? He's the Edison of our generation, and that is I not mean, a compliment. Just because he, just because he owns a company that does cool stuff doesn't mean he's smart. <laughs> it really doesn't. Yeah. That's, he that's is evidence. Is he is evidence that being that being rich does not mean you are smart. He 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 thoroughly disproves the idea of meritocracy. Um, space exploration makes me think. I mean, I got really excited this past week when I watched Ahsoka. And oh, it was so good. Oh yeah, I do love that they uh, they they scene for scene the ending of. Uh, wait, 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 uh, wait 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 wait. No spoilers. Porn spoilers. Never mind. <laughs> I, I know. Wanna, I I, I, I stop myself. I stopped. I have a non-spoiler review. Yeah, it came out a little bit too soon ago, but I have a non-spoiler review that I'd want to share. As I was watching both episodes, I couldn't help getting this feeling. You know, I saw Star Wars Rebels a little while back, but I didn't grow up with it. And I was like, there are, and I've been watching discords of a few of the communities I'm in, and there's a lot of excitement about ah Ahsoka because this character's been around so long, people have gone from being tiny to adults watching Ahsoka in stuff because of Clone Wars and Rebels. God. Yes. and oh But it God. didn't give me a bad feeling. It gave me this really exciting feeling because I get to experience that excitement by chatting with these people in Discord. I'm not going to call out any names, but I know a few of you are listening right now. And I have to say, you have given me a really cool experience about getting to experience the excitement from somebody younger than me so thank you for that the only the title, thing the title of this episode should be making michael feel old <laughs> <laughs> literally should be the title of this episode you're only a little bit older than i am <laughs> Oh my God, Ahsoka is a new character. <laughs> I, mean, I know she's not. Too. To me, new character. Anyway, sorry. What, I, I mean, I, well, I mean didn't Clone Wars come out in like 2000, 2001? Something like it was. No, that's yeah. The, cause the, because the it came out came during out, it, came, yeah. it came out during um, Clone Wars came out, came just out after right, a, right after Attack of the Clones. It came out before Revenge of the Sith came out. No, the the original. So they had the original like um, short run of the Clone Wars that was like the terrible animation yeah. and then revenge it of the was Sith, and then they came awesome, out with the clone wars series stylized animation they that used that. cutting it edge technology at the time i thought it and was, it was cool done too, in a newsreel style and it was made with wacom cintiq tablets when they were new and really 
very cool. That. That's so, so cool. So yeah. there was a great show on Channel 9 at 7 o'clock in the morning before school started <laughs> called um, uh, Starship Troopers uh, Chronicles. And it was a wow. computer-generated show mm-hmm. based in the Starship Troopers universe following the Immobile Infantry and uh, uh, Rico's Roughnecks. But Johnny Did it have still- the same social commentary? Yeah, kind of. Okay. <laughs> it was actually more heavily based off the, the the characters and actions in the book than it was in the original movie. They introduced a bunch of things that were only talked about in the book and never mentioned in the movies. The chicken hawk suits, the the different yeah. types of marauder armor, and the the yeah, they really fleshed out the world a lot. And the second season, they're you're fighting bugs on Earth. Ooh, yeah, it's really so, good. So, oh, that animation the... is so cool looking. I'm looking at the images right now, and it's yeah. like that takes me back to like yeah, re- that to was... like reboot. That was in the late 90s. Yeah. <laughs> so the only thing I have that's even semi-related to space exploration that's nerdy is I've spent a long time playing EVE Online. If you know anything about <laughs> EVE Online, you know just how absolutely bonkers it nerdy that is. They don't You've call used this it... Before. They don't call it spreadsheets, the video game for, re- for nothing. I've heard rumors. I've heard you rumors. You know, something I've done for, I don't know, 18, 19 years is, no, not that long, maybe 15. I'll go on the NASA website and look at the digital images. I've been doing that mm-hmm. for years. I don't even think about it. You'd think I would have shared that as a nerdy thing at least once, but I do that yeah. every once in a while. I mean, yeah. the images they get are so fucking cool, and they're getting Very. so and they're getting so good. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, crap. my gosh. Especially with like, the web. The images coming out of web are amazing. Like, oh. like those recent, not what kind of recent? I mean, I think these came out last year, but those, like, the most recent pictures of pluto i was like whoa oh, yeah oh. gorgeous oh yeah i was like oh can we make pluto a planet again it's so beautiful <laughs> from the time it was discovered to when it became a planet stopped being a planet was considered to be a planet again and then confirmed to not be a planet it has not made one entire orbit of the sun <laughs> You know, so I heard. Have y'all ever heard the song? Uh, there, there's a song by Jonathan Colt. Yes, uh, I've heard all of his songs. It's great. Yes, uh, I'm your moon. Mm-hmm. It's a love song between uh, Pluto and his moon and Chiron. his moon. Char- Car- is it Chiron? Chiron. 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 Oh, Chiron. And it's basically about them. You know, it doesn't matter what they say back on Earth. We'll still be dancing out here. You know, it's a beautiful song. It it's is. an absolutely gorgeous That's song. Cute. But it's so fun. Yeah, he has some, he has such great, has great, great, great stuff. I've always I been a big fan Skull, of... I always sing Skullcrusher Mountain to my oh, wife. Yeah. She um, thinks it's touching. Uh, Chiron Beta Prime. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, some really great stuff. But... Um, speaking of space exploration, this is my big space exploration. It's not much better than uh, Stolas's because I've almost made it through all of the Star Trek. Nice. I, I am working my way now through Lower Deck. I know nice. that season four is about to drop in September, mm-hmm. and that's pretty easy. You know, there are like 20-some minute episodes. I actually started paying for Paramount Plus just so I, I could watch say, it. I was about to say, I've seen one episode of the newest Star Trek, the one on Paramount Plus. Strange I'm, New Worlds? I, man, yeah, I... I kind of want to get Paramount Plus for it because that really episode good. was really good. I saw the really first episode good. and yeah. I was like, man, this looks really good. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it reminds me like 
of next gen like i got next gen vibes from it and i'm like i kind of want to watch this the uh so they just finished the season i think it's the this it's episode 10 well first of all you you'll, you've probably seen it online they have a musical episode much like buffy's musical episode oh, good god I, yes. Uh, yes. a lot of people really liked it some people i i it wasn't my thing but uh there were some good points to it I, I really enjoyed but it did you yeah i mean a lot of people did you know i just wasn't my wife and i were like oh, okay it's getting but whatever um but episode 10 i'll warn you it's a two-parter it's a cliffhanger dun, dun, dun. so good so better be so able to part it better yes and, and i just can't, i'm like chomping at the bit waiting know. for the next season i, I don't know it's still kind of hard to beat the 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 three-parter a year of hell in uh, uh oh, that was so voyager. good a voyager Oh, yeah. Bridger, Hill. That was the, so good. the, the three parter. Oh, it was so mm-hmm. good. <laughs> it was incredible. Because you think it's but, a two parter. It's oh, okay, they're going to end it. And then the second one, to be continued, you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I've really enjoyed I've never considered myself like a hardcore Trekkie, but I've really enjoyed it. And I'm glad I left Lower Decks to the end because, well, generally the end because. They make so many references mm-hmm. to all of these other series, and I absolutely love them. Like, like one of them gives the other a a, a, a model of Deep Space Nine, and it says, "Oh, it has a Jedzia and an Esri." You know, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's so good. I absolutely loved it. So, oh my that's, god, that's, that's my uh, that's my Deep Space stuff. That, that's good. That's um, great. I have. I have a space exploration fact about me. This isn't necessarily a nerdy thing, but it's a fact about me. But it's also kind Brian of... tells us he's been to space. I, I swear to God, Brian out. <laughs> no, 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 no. That would be Brian Luck. It Brian. would be. It would be very Googleable. So no. <laughs> It's one time I grabbed a balloon and I just went zooming up into the sky. (laughs) I hate to do this, but I did tell people that I was going to be leaving around this time. Bye, Stolas. Bye, Stolas. You would not get get this reference anyway, so it's... I have have children and... Wait, have I said this on the podcast? I don't think I have. I have children and a pregnant partner to take care of. That's right. I have another baby on the way. I, I do think so. you mentioned it last last episode, but that's okay. Did I? Okay. Yeah. Well, if case I haven't. Well, we forget. Well, stole oh, us. we find out. Well, here's one that you. I know I haven't shown on the podcast because we just found out this for sure last week. It's a girl. Yay! Actually, Congrats! Of, awesome. of the five of the five pregnancies I've had, and they've all been boys. This is the first girl. Oh, wow. Congratulations! Well, Stolas, the Isakai truck is coming. Run! Ah! No! <laughs> all right they're out of here let's party all right, i think so, stolas actually got turned into a there stork. is no way stolas <laughs> got this so this is a space exploration fact about my, my life oh, i and, swear to god brian and i want to know if anybody can make the connection because it's sort of a puzzle and it's history related too uh, so it connects Christ. all of our what's nerdy with use together <laughs> i was in second grade in 1986 oh you saw challenger explode they put brought the tv into the classroom i'm sorry that i terrible. was one of those kids because second grade was that's the grade terrible. that got all of the activities yeah that's, that's so, terrible yeah uh so, i was in let's see 1986 I was born Fourth, that fifth. year. Shut up. <laughs> it, you know, second grade. <laughs> Did it again. It, um, one, it wasn't extremely traumatic. Two, our teachers were good. I, I don't think anybody was scarred by it. Yeah, it I was, don't think we were. I mean, we I've were only little. ever read about it. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I lived in Georgia, South mm. Georgia at the time, and like opposite end of the state there. Well, I don't I don't remember exactly. Yeah, I think so. But we literally could see a little puff of cloud in the sky where oh, it happened. Shit. Or at least that's what I was told at the time. I, I was, it was I mean, 1986. I was a tiny kid. I don't hey, know. I, at was, least, I was 10. At so. least we weren't in, at least I didn't grow up in the alternate universe where Big Bird went up on the Challenger. Well, that was because tragic. Because that very well could have happened. It was, it was tossed around it I almost you happened have imagined what sesame that street would have done if Sid <laughs> bird had gotten murdered in the shuttle oh. explosion oh my god i Here's i, the, I imagine he, they would have had a parachuting big bird landed in sesame street you know you're you're right they would, they would. yeah he'd be singed his helmet oh. would be cracked <laughs> but the, the sad thing about the whole challenger thing is there was literally a dude running around going wait we haven't checked this we haven't checked and they're like we're moving forward anyway and he's like we haven't checked this blows up literally there was a dude calling him on it and they didn't want to delay it i don't remember his name i remember hearing this on a podcast but that's i wouldn't be surprised if 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 that happens on the successful launches too there's probably somebody who doesn't who catches something on a checklist and they do it anyway and it's fine so that's probably why because, yeah, but this was more than that. He, he yeah, he had some like serious knowledge that there was a problem, and they want people wouldn't listen to him. There is I, a, re there is a like reason a... now why they have procedures to immediately abort launch. They have procedures in place to immediately stop the clock and postpone launches if they detect any issue. Right, so, no matter what it is. So anyway, yeah, the Challenger disaster happened in 1986. Second grade was the grade where they were doing the special activities because there was a teacher on the Man, both y'all are old. Shuttle. Um, but I I do remember the the summer before being really exciting and we'd had all sorts of handouts and stuff and um I don't remember the name was it like Chrissy McConnell or something like that the teacher yeah wow. sounds right see something. Uh, hold on. I wasn't born yet. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. It. I remember. I remember. Like my mom was a teacher at the time, and I would Chris, be like, "It would be so." Krista McAuliffe. McAuliffe. Feel. Olive. McAuliffe. Yes. Ah, yeah. Krista yeah, McAuliffe. Yeah. <laughs> I said McAuliffe, and now I. Oh out. my god, that's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to make a dark joke uh, because that's the best way to deal with horrible things that happen. It is. Oh, it is. Great. Oh, but it wasn't intentional, and that's the problem. <laughs> I saw it coming, but you didn't listen. Nobody listened to me. <laughs> that's because we can't hear because of our age. Yeah. Um, yes, I, I remember that. But uh, first, uh, first, we have to celebrate the fact that this was a cool, really cool episode. We don't have a lot of time for our bonus episode, and so we yeah, have this to a little long, quick so. voting. So, um, but I mean, that just shows it was fun. So, um, everybody, thank you for being here. Uh, Stolas, posthumously, David, <laughs> Michael, my nurse, stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Stay awesome. Uh, Michael, say goodbye. Brian, cut him off. Bye, y'all. Show. Where did you be? Where did you be? Where did you be?